Find halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty-eight years. That's a long time. And when Jesus saw him lie, and knew that he had been a long time in that case, he said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, there's just one problem. You see, I don't have a man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, I do try. I give it my best effort. I believe, but while I'm coming... Another steppeth down before me. He is oblivious to the fact that God in flesh is standing before him and has asked him the question of a lifetime. Do you want to be made whole? Well, Lord, there's just one problem, you see. I do believe miracles can happen. I do believe in the demonstration of supernatural power. But I have this little paradigm I've lived in for 38 years. The only way I've ever seen it happen is when the angel comes at a certain season. Then the first one in gets their blessing. I know it can happen, but it has to happen this way. And here he was in the presence of God Almighty, being given the opportunity of a lifetime. And he is trying to explain to Jesus why the miracle cannot take place. But catch it now, he does believe in the miraculous. He is persuaded of the possibility. He just can't fathom that God would step outside of the protocol that he is accustomed to and the process and the procedure that he has defined God by. But what he did not realize, but would soon discover was Jesus showed up that day to break the barriers of that mentality to loose him from that paradigm and show him he is not bound any longer while I'm coming he gives it his best effort while I'm coming another steps down before me and Jesus looks at him I would have loved to seen the look on his face when Jesus looks at him and says rise Take up thy bed and walk. I know you've got an excuse. I know you've got an explanation of why it shouldn't be like this. But all Jesus says back to him is, sir, rise. Get up. And when you get up, pick that bed up and start walking. Because there is a responsibility that comes with miraculous dimensions. You can't live on that rug any longer. You're not going to live on that mattress any longer. Your miracle has already been transmitted to you, but now you must assume responsibility for the dimension I just brought you into. And you must get up. You've begged for 38 years, but you're not going to be a beggar anymore. You lived this way for 38 years, but you can't live this way anymore. I've come to tell new life today we have lived in a realm where we believe in the operation of the spirit we know miracles can happen but we have lived like that man at the pool of bethesda you know what bethesda means house of mercy or house of kindness could it be that god saw those at this place he was drawn by the mercy in that atmosphere i said it last night and i tell you again now the compassion present in this body has drawn the eyes of god he has looked upon your homes and your families 
He has looked upon this church in this region. God is looking at you. And you know what he sees? He sees a 38-year beggar who loves God, who believes in the supernatural. And God loves you enough to come to you on this Sunday and say, you know what? It doesn't have to be the way it's always been. You don't have to wait for a certain season and a certain procedure. We're not bound to the confines of tradition and human understanding and logic. We are children of the Most High God. And what the enemy would like nothing more to do is to convince you that you've got to wait for a certain season and a certain procedure and a certain man and a certain ministry. That is a lie from hell. You are chosen of God. You are loved by God. Oh, but Jesus, Jesus, you don't, Jesus, you don't understand. This is the only way it's ever happened. And he just looks at him and says, rise, take up your bed and walk. And the scripture says immediately, without hesitation, the miracle had happened. But he still had a decision to make. Will I get up and try to walk? Or will I just sit here? And wait. He had been waiting for 38 years. And it was like the impatience of God interrupted his waiting that day. And said, you can't wait any longer. You have to start walking. You don't have to wait for the troubling of the water if you've got the word in flesh. You don't have to wait for all that when you've got the word. And immediately, I can imagine the feeling he felt in his body. Bones began to straighten and something began to move and the confidence was birthed within him to get up and begin to walk. But he could not just walk and come back to the place he had laid before. Jesus said, there is a responsibility that comes with this. You've got to pick up your bed. You didn't have to work the past 38 years. You lived at the mercy of everybody else. But now that you've got a miracle, you've got to go get a job. You've got to live a little bit different. That's the responsibility of this dimension. New life cannot tell you today. God has chosen this precious assembly to be an avenue for the miraculous not only in this region but I believe God can raise you as a model for this nation and you can have influence not only in this nation but you can send and impact many nations around the world but what we must do is stop trying to convince God why it can't happen we must stop believing the lie of the enemy of why it must be in that season or with that man and we must recognize God chose us all we have to do is take the word for what it is and we have to rise up and walk we have to get up off of our bed of complacency get up out of our bed of comfort and uncertainty and insecurity and believe that the word of the lord is true and that when god said new life rise up that new life will rise up that's all i've come to tell you today we don't have to wait any longer we're not waiting for a certain season we're not waiting for a certain troubling of the water jesus is here now and do you know what he's saying rise up rise up rise up the enemy would like nothing more stand together with me the enemy would like nothing more than to convince you that you are someone you not you are not and keep you bound in the uncertainty and the insecurity 
that has plagued you for so many years. Oh, we're there. We're there at the pool of Bethesda. We're in the environment of the miraculous. We do believe it can happen. But when Jesus gets personal enough to look at you, and out of all the crowd, when He comes to you, that certainty of miraculous power begins to become so uncertain. Because you were persuaded that He can do it. But see, that's just the first dimension of faith in Hebrews 11. You must believe that He is. But He said you must also believe that He is a rewarder. It's not enough to be persuaded that God has the ability. You must also be persuaded that He has the desire. And out of all the churches in the United States of America to think that Jesus would come to Terre Haute on Sunday morning and look at New Life Fellowship and say, Wilt thou be made whole? Are you tired of living in the dimension of waiting? Are you tired of living in this paralyzed state where, where the miraculous is all around you? Are, are you tired of that? Because if you are, sir, all you've got to do is rise up. You just have to recognize the word that is before you. And you have to make the decision to rise up. You just decide, I'm tired of sitting here. And when you try to stand up, I know every other time you tried to stand up, it didn't work. The bones weren't straight. The muscles were too weak. But Jesus is here today. And this time, when you try to stand up, it's going to be different than every other time. Because you're not waiting for the troubling of the water. When you've got the word made flesh in front of you. And so I tell you today that what is about to happen in this room is not just for this moment. It's not just for this day. But it's to change the trajectory of this church for the last days. This is not simply about one person getting a miracle in one moment. This is about something being activated. Where we pick up our bed... And we walk from this experience never the same. For the past 38 years, that was my bed. But once I step into this dimension, I have a responsibility to work and to serve. I can't live at the mercy of everybody else. I must go and work and serve others now. I'm telling you in the fear of God, the angel of the Lord is in this house today. To bring deliverance to this precious assembly. Because you came here today thinking it was about you. It's not just about you. God sees you. But it's about the 60 something thousand people in this city. It's about the 100 and something thousand people in this county. It's about the over 300 million people in this nation. It's about the billions and billions of people in the face of the world. And to think of all the places God could have fixed his eyes on on this Sunday morning. He came to new life and said, new life, it's time to rise up. Won't you lift up your hands to the Lord? Come on, we're shaking off that old mentality. We're shaking off that old paradigm. Come on, lift up your voice. We're going to press in. Into the realm of the Spirit. Into the dimension of the supernatural.
We are being freed from the place of waiting. And ministries are going to be activated in this house today. Miracles are going to be released all across this sanctuary. And the Holy Ghost is going to empower us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Excited to be here in the house of God, in the presence of the Most High God. You may be seated. I want to say it is a great honor to be here with all of you, and thank you, Bishop, for the opportunity. And uh, just want to say that you are an incredible people, and what Brother McLeod was talk- talking to us about is getting ready to happen in the next few moments. And basically, I'm just going to give you instructions and prepare you for what, it, what God is about to do. So I want to give you a couple of stories and just to prepare our faith. But I want to tell you some things that God wants to do in the next few moments. I don't want you to wait, or God does not want you to wait till the end of the service to get your miracle. Some people have already received a miracle this morning. You just maybe haven't checked it out yet. <laughs> So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to tell a story here in a moment. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures, because that's very important when you preach. <laughs> and so uh, then we're going to, I'm going to give you some final instructions, and then we are going to work together with God. We're going to continue to work together with Him for the miraculous, that God would grant healing and miracles and fill everyone with the Holy Ghost. Renew everyone with the Holy Ghost, that everyone would be healed today by the power of God in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to be speaking, and but while I am speaking, if you need a miracle, do not wait. The Spirit of the Lord is moving. The miraculous is here. So as I'm speaking, you may feel inspiration or you may feel victory that comes upon you. That is the, the realm of the miraculous. If you will touch it and receive it with thanksgiving, you can be instantaneously healed as we are talking together today. So I want you to pay close attention to what the Lord does. And I don't care if, if it happens over in this area, when it happens, I want you to shout up and declare. I want you to stand and declare what God just did. Don't think about interrupting me. This is about what Jesus is doing this morning. If it happens over here and the miracle takes place, don't quench it. Let's rejoice together and you stand up and declare what happened with rejoicing. So what happens is when victory touches you, that's the working of miracles. God is extending to you a gift. And if you will possess it with praise, you can be instantaneously healed. And so that's what I want us to do today. Now, if you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit... What will happen is his spirit will fall upon you and you'll begin to speak words you do not understand. When you feel that beginning to happen, you may feel your lips begin to tremble even during the time I'm speaking. And if it starts happening to you, don't stop it. Let it go and receive the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. (laughs) Is this wonderful? We're going to flow together with God today. We're going to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath with me. 
It's gonna feel like a little bit of an operation for the next few moments, but we're gonna have a great time. So um, I was in the state of Oklahoma. We were having a wonderful time. They had invited me to come there and do a series of services. This all happened on a weekend. And such a miraculous event took place. They, they had me go and go to an Indian reservation. And while on the Indian reservation, they did something they had not done before. And we were in a, in a lodge. And they invited all the people together. Some of the elders also came. And several different tribes were represented. And so the ministry of the word went forth. And the Lord began to move, and um, many miracles began to happen. People with eye problems, hearing problems were instantaneously healed. God began to heal many people of many different disease, sickness, etc., and crippling conditions. And then God filled seven people with the Holy Ghost on that Indian reservation, which was a divine miracle of the Almighty. From there, they said, Mark, please, please, please pray for this lady. So I went over there. A lady was in a wheelchair and uh, prayed for her. And I stepped back. I said, God, what do you want me to do? He said, stretch out your hand and ask her to take a walk with you. So I did. I didn't know she hadn't walked in two years. So I stretched out my hand. I said, walk with me in Jesus' name. She took my hand and began to stand. And as she began to stand, little by little, as she began to stand, you could see that something was changing. She grabbed my arm and we began to walk together in that lodge. As we walked, God completely healed her by his power. (laughs) They said, please come pray for this other lady. She had crutches and she had had uh, operation on her knees. She was in a lot of pain. So As I'm walking over there to her, I declare to her, you will no longer need those crutches. So as I'm walking over there, I'm asking the Lord what to do. So he gives me instructions and says, give her your hand and say, walk with me in Jesus' name. So that's what I did. I stretched out my hand. I said, walk with me in Jesus' name. And she took my hand and she began to stand. And as we began to walk, God began to heal her as we gave thanks and praise to God. And he completely healed her. And so the next day, we had a service out in the streets in somebody's driveway. They invited their neighbors to come. They sat chairs out there, and and a lot of people came. They showed up, and I began to speak what God had given to me. As I began to speak what God had given to me, I asked, does anybody here have a uh, problem in their body? A lady stepped forward. She had scoliosis and other problems, and God instantly healed her. There was another person that was there, a man that had eyesight problems. He could not even read the Bible. But as we prayed the prayer of faith in the name of Jesus, I gave him my Bible. I said, read it. And he opened it up and he began to read as God completely healed his eyes. There was another man that had knee problems as well. And uh, he could not even stand. But as we began to pray for him, I said, now practice your miracle. Get out there and do something. He stood to his feet and went running down the road. He did come back. And uh, God just did several miracles, and he filled, uh, I believe, three with the baptism of the Holy Ghost right out there in the driveway. Now, this that I'm talking about is what Jesus does. This is what we do as Christians. We, We exhibit or we declare and we do what Jesus did. And so some of us are waiting for revival to come, as Brother McLeod was talking about. Some of us are waiting for it to happen, but I declare in the Holy Ghost, 
it is already here. Hallelujah. You have this. Everyone say, I have it. What do you have? You have miraculous power in your spirit. When you received the Holy Ghost, you received miraculous power. Power to raise the dead. Power to see the crippled walk. Not by your power, but by the power that's in you. But you have to take it. You have to possess it. You have to know you have it. We're not going to wait for it to happen. We are going to declare it. Some of you heard the story. I'm going to continue the story in Oklahoma. It just keeps going. But when the doctor said, Mark, you'll never walk again. I declared it for five and a half months until I got my miracle. Mark, you can't walk. Well, I am walking today, but I declared it. Oh, Mark, you'll always have a limp. That right leg will be shorter than the left. It's not. It's the same exact length. Because with his stripes, I am healed. Hallelujah. It took me five and a half months, but I kept pressing. I kept speaking it until one day it happened. Hallelujah. And so from there, we went to the park. There in the park, as the, they began to sing, they didn't let me sing with them, but I kind of sang on the outside of it. And so, because I have a loud voice, well, that's not all, but uh, so I didn't uh, sing with them. But the Spirit of God began to move, and God began to heal people, and God filled five with the Holy Ghost right there in the park. <laughs> then the next day was Sunday. We had service that morning, and God spoke to me and said, there's someone's leg here is shorter than the other one. Tell him to come forward. So I said, someone here has a shorter leg than the other one. Come forward now. They didn't come. And that's one of the worst things that can happen. So the Lord and I talked for a few moments in my head. Thank the Lord I didn't say it out loud. And he said, tell him, tell him to come again. I tell him to come forward. So I said it again. No one came forward. I said, Come up here now. So they started pushing somebody forward. And sure enough, his leg was two and a half inches shorter than the other one. We sat him on the platform. I had two people come and just work with me and repeat after me. We began to speak in the name of Jesus and declare that leg to grow. And so uh, you, could see, uh, you could see the difference in the legs as he was sitting there. And after we prayed, we held them close together again. It had grown just a little bit. His faith began to stretch. And that's what you have to do. You have to practice your miracle. Don't think of this word practice as being a bad thing. It's not a negative thing. You do have to increase your faith. How do you do it? You, you acquire skill. How do you get skill? By practicing the word. And so um, I said, we're going to pray again. We prayed again. We measured it again. Okay, it's definitely a little bit longer. And by the third prayer, it was exactly the same length as the other leg. And God had healed him. God granted many miracles that morning. Filled people with the Holy Spirit. So the next week I was in, um, I was in Canada. 
And I talked about this miracle. And there was a lady there that had also two and a half inches shorter. So we sat her on the platform. Actually, they were going to have to amputate her leg. And so they, uh, she could not walk anything with that. Uh, it was a very uh, bad situation. But she sat there on the platform. Her mom stood in front of her. Everybody gathered around just watching. So I, I put two people, one on either side. I said, you're just going to repeat after me. And we spoke in the name of Jesus. Now, it didn't happen like the other man. This happened quite amazing. And I was watching it as we spoke in the name of Jesus. And instantaneously, it was the same length as the other one. And let me just tell you what happened. After that, they stayed for several hours just trying to find someone else that had a sickness because they were going to practice on them. I left, but God did great miracles. Hallelujah. Do you know what you have a hold of? You have a hold of miraculous power. I was in a hospital and we were praying for a lady who had had a stroke. And uh, there was another bed right beside her. There was a lady that sat up in the bed. And, uh, and when she sat up, she coughed and fell uh, towards the ground. She was dead instantly. I caught her before she hit the ground. There was no pulse, there was no breath, and I grabbed a hold of her. When I grabbed a hold of her, the Spirit of God came upon me. I began to pray in the Spirit as His Spirit began to move. And I sat her back on the bed as the power of God began to move. Her eyes opened again, and God raised her from the dead instantaneously. But here's an, an additional amazing thing. I walked away from her. She didn't know what had happened. But as I walked away from her, she started speaking. And she said, I haven't been able to speak for three days. And God had opened her mouth that she could be able to speak again. God not only raised her from the dead, but opened her vocal cords so that she could speak. Do you understand what you have a hold of? When you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive the divine nature of Almighty God so that you could know the things of God, so that you could partner together with God to be able to help other people know God. Brother McLeod and I were in California and we were doing an interview and, while, and during the interview we were talking about being used by God. And I, had, uh, I have said this all my life that God, I want you to use me. And so as we were talking about it, God spoke to me and says, that has a negative connotation. I was like, what? You know, I do it all the time. How could it be negative? <laughs> and the Lord said, when you use an object, you discard it when you're done. I don't want to use you. I want to partner with you. That's the difference. God wants to partner with you on a daily basis to declare his glory, to declare his power, and to manifest the glory of God wherever we go. When you understand that wherever you walk, miracles can happen, you will walk differently. You will look differently. There will be a confidence about you. And that's what happened with Peter. They began to lay the sick on the side of the road that the very shadow of Peter may touch them and they were healed. What do you have? You have Jesus. 
The one that declared, and it was. The one that formed everything. The one that declared the universe, and here it is in order. That's who you have in you. Is anything impossible for God? No. And all things are possible to those that believe in the one that's in you. All things are possible. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. That means as I partner together with him, all things are possible. Okay, so we're going to go into some instructions. Now remember, here's what, here's what we do sometimes. As we hear the word, we settle back in our spirits. We're waiting. Let the word get finished and then we'll declare. No, we're not going to do that today. As you began to feel the victory of the Holy Ghost, declare your miracle in your spirit. And when you have it, you stand up and begin to declare what God did. If you haven't received the Holy Ghost as I'm speaking, and you began to feel your lips trembling, that's the Lord trying to baptize you with the Spirit. And if you begin to pray in the Spirit, you will instantly receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is the divine nature of Almighty God. Are you ready? Luke chapter 17. <laughs> I am excited. You'll find a little bit, if I find someone has a very bad situation, I'll laugh about that too. I'll tell you why. Not because of your condition, but because I see you healed. We've got to see our miracle. We've got to declare our miracle. You can't declare something you cannot see. You need to see yourself completely healed. You've got to see diabetes gone. You've got to see your eyesight healed. You've got to see your hearing restored. You've got to see crippled conditions made straight. And if you can see it, declare it with praise and victory will come upon you. That is your miracle. You've got to take it, possess it, own it. It's yours. It is a gift of God. You can have it. It's for you. It's for you. So that you can help somebody else to see the glory of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Do you feel him? <laughs> mm. I feel the miraculous power of Jesus. I feel him right now moving. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Someone here has thought, I am of little value. I don't matter much. And as long as you don't think you matter much, you can't have your miracle. But the moment you understand you are important to God, then you can come boldly before the throne of grace in time of need. You are very important to God. He gave absolutely everything so that you could be healed. He gave absolutely everything so you could receive His Spirit. He gave absolutely everything so your sins could be washed away. He loves us. Luke 17, and we're going to begin in verse 5. 
And the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Today we're going to be talking about increasing faith. That means stretching your faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, everyone say a seed, you may say in the sycamore tree, be thou, up, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted the seed, and it should obey you. Has anybody ever tried that before? I did. I tried that. It didn't happen, but uh, then the Lord showed me the principle, and then things started happening. So I'm going to show you the principle. <laughs> this is so much fun. All right, let's look, let's look, let's look. Okay, the seed. Let's, let's think for a moment. The sower went to sow the seed. That word seed is called logos. This is also talking about the logos. It's the plan. It's the thought of God. In other words, within the seed, there is the schematics to produce something. And so the Lord is talking about the smallest seed also has the same schematics that a larger seed has. And so there is a process that this Logos can be changed into a rhema, which the, the Logos becomes alive and starts producing, and that's the rhema. Let's look at it. So the Lord said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. That's the rhema. We've got to get from the thought, the plan, to the miraculous. And I'm going to show you how to do it in the next few moments. Is this wonderful? I'm so excited. Okay. Here's how we do it. How do you plant, how do you get that seed into the soil? You don't just throw it. You have to open the ground first. And the Bible says, we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. So we are earth. You've got to open up your heart and receive the word. How do you open the, how do you open your heart and receive the word? You declare that it's true. You confess that word. And when you begin to confess the word, you begin to possess the word. So you open your heart and you declare its truth. Now here's the problem. Satan also declares words. He's also sowing seed. He sows seeds, lies. You're not worthy. You can't have a miracle. God doesn't love you. God can't do great things through you. These are lies. They're seeds. And if you start repeating them and confessing them, they begin to produce fruit in your life. If you're talking about your sickness all the time, you now have a large tree in your life. And it's producing fruit. We would call that a spirit of infirmity. And so it's very important that we get rid of these seeds that Satan has sowed into our hearts by repenting of them. Because by the lack of repentance of them, you give access to the devil into your emotions, into your heart. We've got to get rid of those things. See yourself the way God sees you. Stop seeing yourself the way the devil sees you. Hallelujah. This makes sense? Let's keep going. You receive the word in your heart. Now what do you do? What would a farmer do after he put that seed in the ground and covered it? 
water. How do you get the water of the Spirit? The Bible says a Spirit comes down like rain. How do you get a Spirit to come down? God inhabiteth the praises of Israel. <laughs> this is wonderful, isn't it? So you get the word and you declare the word. In other words, you're seeing your miracle and you're declaring it. Some scholars say that there are around 7,000 promises of God. That's a lot of seed. How many of those promises do you have? Or are you waiting? <laughs> All you got to know is how the seed works. Then you can speak to your sickness. Then you can speak to your problem. And you can command it to be uprooted and plant the seed and it would obey you. You get the spirit to come down, the rain to come down, the water to come down by praise. Then what happens? Something begins to happen. A transformation is taking place. The rhema is coming into existence. The logos is being changed into a rhema, a living word. There is a breaking in the seed. And it starts pressing forward. That little, that life begins to press forward, begins to press upward. It's going towards the sun. Where the sun of righteousness arrives with healing in his wings. The more you praise God, the harder you press through the flesh. Until you get a breakthrough in your flesh where you no longer care what other people think about you. That's where the miracle happens. And as you press forward, as you press through it, the miracle's right on the other side. See, some of us wait because we think if God loves us, he's just going to do it. No, 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 no. If you believe him, and if you exercise the principles of God, he confirms his word with signs following that's why somebody can come off the street that doesn't even know God, but can believe the word of God and instantly be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit because they practice the word, the principles, and God responds to that kind of faith. And that's where the miracle takes place. Now, we're going to look at another principle. This is my last scripture, I think. That's not put God in a box though. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> I was waiting for that. All right. <laughs> Leviticus 9 and 6. Now proceeding verse 6 is verses 1 through 5, which actually there are instructions given to offer up the sin offering, the whole burnt offering, and peace offerings. These are three sacrifices. We're talking about increasing faith. Faith is not blind, but faith declares. How can you declare something you cannot see? How can you declare something that you don't understand? How can you declare without faith? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. When you can understand how God works, you can work together with him and declare what the spirit is saying to us and what the spirit is seeing. Jesus said, I do what I see my father do. So here we have in verse six, after the Lord explains to them what to do. This is what the, this is what Moses says in verse six. And Moses said, this is the thing which the Lord 
commanded that ye should do, and the glory of the Lord shall appear unto you. Not maybe. It's not a might be. It's going to happen. So I can say with firm confidence, as we practice these three sacrifices, the glory of God will fall. Without fail, I will declare to you in the name of Jesus that the glory of God will fall in the next few moments. <laughs> Dan, are we doing okay? Verses 22 through 24. This is what they did. They, they offered up these three sacrifices. You'll see the glory of the Lord fell without fail. And Aaron lifted up his hand toward the people and blessed them and came down from offering of the sin offering, the burnt offering and peace offerings. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. All they, he, all they did was follow the instructions of the Lord and the glory of God appeared. And there came a fire from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the, and the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. This process led to worship. It led to intimacy with God. Just because you dance and shout doesn't mean you had good church. It should always lead you to intimacy. Because you can dance, you can speak in tongues and go and sin. But intimacy will keep you rooted in the word of God. So let's look. What is the sin offering? The sin offering is, in the New Testament, Christ. So when you turn away from your sin, and you look at Christ for forgiveness of sin, if you are looking at your sickness, and you turn away and you look at Christ, because with his stripes you are healed, when you look at Christ, you see yourself forgiven. You see yourself healed. And this turning is called repentance. When you look at Christ, you look at him in hope. Not hope that somehow, some way, he's going to make you well. Or that sometime in the future it's going to happen. It's hope and expectation. Hope and expectation are the same. So a lady that is pregnant is expecting a child. So what does she do? She prepares a place for the child. So when you make the step of turning away from sin and looking to Christ, you're making this temple ready for the indwelling of the Spirit of God. When you turn away from your sickness and you look at Christ, you're hoping in Christ and you are now preparing yourself to receive a miracle of healing in your body. That's the first sacrifice. The second sacrifice is a whole burnt offering. Romans 12 and 1 says, We are to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. In other words, a complete surrender of yourself unto God. What this is, is what Jesus said at the Garden of, uh, uh, Garden of Gethsemane when he prayed, Not my will, but thy will be done. It's a complete surrender of your will. If you hold on to your sickness, God won't heal you. You have to give it to him. He won't go around your will. He also won't baptize you with the Holy Spirit if you hold on to your will and you just say, you know, whenever God wants to, he can come down from heaven, grab my tongue and shake it around and I will be filled with the Holy Spirit. No, you have to take that gift. 
So you're surrendering your will completely to God. When you see somebody praying for 30 minutes or an hour, struggling to receive the Holy Ghost, it's because of their will. They did not surrender it. So we have to surrender our will. We have to surrender our sickness to God. The next sacrifice is peace offerings. In Hebrew, this would be thanksgiving and praise. So when we repent, or we turn away from the sickness, when we turn away from the sin and we look to Christ, turning away, that's repentance. I'm going in the direction of Christ. I'm going to hope in Christ. I can see myself healed. I can see myself forgiven. I can see myself filled with the Holy Ghost. And now I'm going towards Christ. And I give him my life, my will, my problems, my sicknesses. I surrender it to God. Then the next point is the thanksgiving and praise. We begin to praise him. As we praise him, his power comes down to confirm the word. That's the simplicity of it. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, if you understand the process of God, the way he works, like in farming, you don't have to get up in the middle of the night to go check the field if there's going to be a harvest. If you follow the principles without fail, it will happen. He says without fail, his glory will be manifested if you follow the principle. That's where he confirms his word. He doesn't confirm Mark shoots with signs following. He confirms his word with signs following. So if you came expecting to receive a miracle because Mark Schutz is here, you're not going to get it. If you came expecting Jesus to heal you and you will follow his word, he will confirm it with signs following. Amen. So we began to praise him. What does praise look like? The world knows what it looks like. One of the words used for praise most often is hallel. It simply means to, to celebrate. Worship is totally different. Worship is reverence unto God. It's to bow in obeisance to God. In the next few moments, we're going to shout and we are going to praise God. And it's going to ultimately lead us to worship and intimacy with the Lord. So let's stand together. Now, who here during the service felt the victory of the Lord and you needed a miracle, but you didn't get it? You don't have to raise your hand. This is simply a practice. This is simply an encouragement to you because the miraculous power of God is here. And it's important that we know how to flow with him to receive a miracle. Now, you can, can you feel we're all just kind of waiting around? I wonder when this guy will stop speaking so I could get my miracle. <laughs> In okay. just a moment. Okay, brother. The Lord spoke to me. I have to do this. And I'm yes. very, very sorry. I never would interrupt you. Yes. Brother McLeod spoke to us because we have a predetermined idea of what service is. But I think people forgot that already because they think that they're going to be healed a certain way or something's going to happen. But I needed to say this to the congregation because the Lord kept telling me this over and over. And I said, not now, Lord, not now. And then he finally said, do this. So I'm, I'm just obeying the Lord. I hope I'm in order. You set us up. And Brother Schutz is going to exercise the word of faith. The word of the Lord is here for you. 
And the Lord spoke to me, he spoke to me this several times, that if we will follow the man of God and the word present, don't wait on the stirring of the water. The word is here to heal you. And if you'll obey this, this is what the Lord said specifically. Someone has been taking a lot of medication, but the Lord's going to heal you. You're never going to take the medication again. And all those pills that you've been taking, God's going to, he's going to heal you from that. But we've got to get out of this mindset that it has to happen in the same way it's always happened. It's not happening the same way. So if you could just believe that God can do this and just say, okay, Lord, whatever it is, and just obey the man of God. He's here with the word. The real word is alive in this house. And even if it's not the way we're used to it, wouldn't it be great for someone to be healed? It's enough for one person to walk out. But many can walk out healed today. So I want you to rebuke that in your own life and repent of that doubt. God can do anything. He's greater than what you think he is. He's more powerful than what you think he is. And let the word go forth. Don't get hung up on just on, on a stylistic thing. The word came forth and the man of God spoke. He set it up so that we could hear this word. I pray right now against that doubt. I take dominion over against that spirit of flesh. In Jesus' name, I pray right now. In Jesus' name, I pray right now. Let there be obedience to the word in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Mm. Now let's, let's surrender that to God. We've repented. Let's surrender all of it to the Lord together. Father, we turn away from all doubt, turn away from all fear. We turn away from sin and we turn to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We give it all completely to you, God. We give our life, we give our will completely to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone say in Jesus' name. Okay, here's what we're going to do next. If you need a miracle in your body, hold on just one moment. Hold on just one moment. Can you see it, God? You see it, God? All right. She's been dealing with diabetes by the power of the name of Jesus. I bind diabetes to the root cause. I command it to leave you now and not come back again. I lose healing and miracles from the top of your head, the soles of your feet. I command you to be healed right now in the name of Jesus. All right, this is good. This is good. This is good. <laughs> you can feel God tugging on you. If you need a miracle, get into the aisle or step up here to the front. You need a miracle. You want God to heal you right now. Now, in just a few moments, we're not going to pray for the sick, although we do pray for the sick. We're going to speak to sickness because we have authority and power 
over every sickness, disease, and devil. You believe that? So we're going to speak to the problem. Is everybody in the aisle? Everybody in the front that needs a miracle? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. We turn away from the sickness. We look to Christ. We turn away from our sin. We look to Christ. Do you see yourself healed? Do you see yourself healed? The next thing we're going to do is we're going to praise Him. We're going to speak to the sickness. When you hear me say, I command you to be healed in Jesus' name, we are going to praise Him. Now, understand this. Worship looks different than praise. We are going to celebrate Jesus. You're going to press through the flesh and you're going to touch Jesus with your praise. It looks like a dance. It looks like a shout. It is a shout of triumph unto God. It is praise with all of our hearts. When you get there, you will feel victory come upon you. That is your miracle. Raise your hands up high. Repeat what I say. Now everybody here, we're going to enter into the miraculous and praise in the next few moments. I want everybody to repeat what I say. By the authority of the word of God. By the power of the name Jesus. I bind every sickness and disease in my body. I command it to go right now. And not come back again. By the power of the name Jesus. I lose healing and miracles. From the top of my head. To the soles of my feet. I command my body. To be healed. Right now. In Jesus name. Now praise him with a shout. Praise him. Praise him. I command deaf ears to be open. I command blind eyes to be healed. I command that which was crooked to be made straight. I command tumors to leave your body in the name of Jesus. Let's praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Lay your, lay your hand on her. I command your body to be healed in the name of Jesus. Keep praising him. Keep praising him. You will feel victory come upon you. That is your miracle. I command you to be healed in the name of Jesus. I speak light in your eyes. I command you to be healed and restored in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Can you feel victory upon you? That is Jesus healing your body. Take it. Possess it. In the name of Jesus. Take it. Don't wait for it. It's yours. In the name of Jesus. 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 You're healed by commandment, sir. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, let me have your attention. I need everybody's attention. I need everybody's attention. Please look at me. Stop praying for a moment and look at me. Stop praying and look at me. I need everybody to look at me. It's very important that you stop praying and look at me just for a moment. Here's where we're going. You're feeling the victory of God. Now we need to check and see what has happened. We're going to do this again. We've done well today. We're going to do it again. So check and see what has happened. If some of the pain is gone, that means your faith is stretching. Hallelujah. If you can begin to see differently, <laughs> you're stretching your faith. You're acquiring skill. If your hearing has returned to normal, this is wonderful. You're practicing your faith. If the pain is gone or if the tumor is gone in your body, God has healed you. If the pain is gone, God has healed you. If you had a leg that was shorter than the other one, start moving around. Practice your miracle. See what you were able to possess. So check it out right now. <laughs> Understand we are not going to beg God for this miracle. Let me tell you the importance of what you are doing right now. The importance of what you are doing right now is you are possessing the miraculous power of God for yourself. Because what God is going to do is he's going to unlock this church to move into another dimension out there. It's not just about here. It's about what he is doing and going to do. As we move out of here into another dimension, God wants your eyes to be changed. He wants your spirit to be changed. That he is indeed in you and will work through you as you labor together in Christ. So, if you can feel in your body you have been completely healed, the pain is gone, the tumor is gone, the crippling condition is gone, or you can already feel a difference, raise your hand. Hallelujah. <laughs> Did you get it? It's coming, it's coming. You're going to take your miracle. Okay. Who here hasn't yet gotten theirs? Raise your hand. All right, just a few. We have a few left. We have, we, we have plenty of time to practice. Now what I want you to do, raise your hand if you still need your miracle. If you're a believer, go to that person. Don't pray for them. Raise your hand up high. All you need is a believer to pray for you. Go to that person, ask them what the problem is, but do not pray until I give you the word. 
You got your hand up? Somebody go to that person. Ask them what the problem is. Do not pray until I give you the word. <laughs> now here's what we're going to do. Brother, all we're going to do is practice our faith. That's all we're going to do. We're going to practice. There's no fear in practicing. And when we pray, I want you to see him healed and you lose that. Okay? If you're going to be praying for somebody else, you can command them to be healed when we speak this word of faith. All right. What do you see God doing in the next few moments? What, what is the problem? Wonderful. <laughs> are you ready? We're going to just take this. You are not going to wait for God to do it. You are going to take it and possess it. Do not be afraid if people come in here with wheelchairs. They're going to come. Some of them are going to be healed instantly. Some are going to take it later. That's okay. All you're going to do is you are a believer. And these signs follow them that believe. So lay your hand upon them and repeat after me. Remember, when we, we command you to be healed, we will praise God with a shout. You will feel victory. That is Jesus healing them. Take it. Take it with praise. Repeat after me. By the authority of the word of God. By the power of the name of Jesus. I bind every sickness and disease in your body. I command it to go in Jesus' name. By the power of the name of Jesus, I loose healing and miracles from the top of your head, soles of your feet. I command you to be healed right now in Jesus' name. Now praise Him. Praise Him. Through your praise, you possess your miracle. Jesus. I curse every cancerous cell in the name of Jesus. I loose miracles of healing. Yes, yes, yes. Remember it's praise, praise, praise. Celebrate your miracle. Just celebrate your miracle. You may feel like dancing. You may feel like shouting. Take your miracle. Take your miracle. Possess your miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Possess it. Praise God for it. <laughs> Woo! Possess it. Possess it. <laughs> All right, let me have your attention. Let me have your attention. 
I want you to move around and practice what has happened. Do you feel the change? <laughs> Not yet? That's okay. We're stretching our faith. <laughs> you have it. You already possess it. You already have it. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't wait for it. Take it. Take it. What I have I give to you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right. If the Lord healed you on the first time, don't raise your hand. If you are completely healed on the second time, raise your hand. I want to see. I want to see. The second time healed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Now, I just want to show you something really amazing. This young man, are you completely blind? All right. Huh? Light perception. Oh, that's very easy for God to heal. So, all you have to do is step into the dimension of praise. You're waiting for God to do it. You're going to get into the dimension of power. That's all you have to do. Get into the dimension of power and declare it healed. What you're doing is you're waiting for it to happen. Okay? You will get it, no problem. <laughs> you will get it. <laughs> There's no fear here. All we're doing is practicing what we believe. Hallelujah. You want to do it one more time? Turn around and find somebody. Ask them if they still have a problem in their body. And this time, do it without me. You know what to do. Bind the problem and loose the miracle. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and do it. And then practice your miracle afterwards. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. What we have, we give to you in the name of Jesus. What we have, we give in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus name, Jesus name, Jesus name. When you're praying with somebody to get the Holy Ghost, they don't always get it all at once. But you keep working with them. You keep helping them until they get it. Because everybody can have it. You can have it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, let me have your attention one more time. One more time, give me your attention. <laughs> I need your attention. I need everybody's attention. Everybody's attention. Talk to the person that you prayed for. Ask them what happened. What has changed? What has changed? <laughs> Brother? A little bit better? Okay, your faith is stretching. You're taking it. We're taking this. Okay, what difference has he seen? What's the difference? What's the difference? I need an update. Update. Sister, ask him for the update. What is the update? Is it the same? It's changing? What's the difference? Is it the same? It's the same. Okay, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to be worried about it? Does it depend on your authority and power? Or is it dependent upon God's? We work together with God. So we practice. You can practice this every day. Every single day and you can get it. You can have it. You are taking it. But what you're doing, let me show you real quick what you're doing. <laughs> what you're doing is you're waiting for it to happen. Yes? You're waiting for God to do it. But it's a gift. It's a gift where you must take it for yourself. When you possess it, you will feel victory flow from the top of your head, the soles of your feet. And that's where your eyes begin to change. You step into the dimension of the miraculous. Okay? All we have to do is keep practicing. Do not be afraid of crippling conditions, bad eyesight, bad hearing. You pray for them and help them through the process. All right? This is good. He's going to get the Holy Ghost. Does anybody else need the Holy Ghost? Raise your hand. Anybody else back here? Anybody? You need the Holy Ghost. If you're a believer, go to a person that has their hand up. Do you want it? Do you want it? Come up here. Come up here.
<laughs> Anybody else? Who else needs it? Who else? Anybody? We have one here, one over here. Anybody else? Come right over here. I want to see you. You want it again? Okay, you're going to, okay, you're having, <laughs> all right. You already repented of your sins. You gave your life to God completely. Okay, so here's what happens. You're a logical person, yes? You're going to think on the, you're going to think in a way of internalizing everything. You've got to change that. If you want the Holy Spirit, you have to open up your heart to God. Open up your spirit to Him, okay? We repented. We gave our will to God. But what I want you to do is I want you to give that logic to God. Your will completely to God. Can you do that with me? Let's close our eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we turn away from anything that would be negative, any sin, any distraction. We look to you, Jesus Christ. We see ourselves forgiven. Lord, we see ourselves delivered in Jesus' name. And God, I give you my will. I give you this logic. I give you this control. I give it to you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Okay? You did it? You did it? Okay, here's how you receive the Holy Spirit. You've already offered up the two sacrifices. Without fail, after the third sacrifice, His glory will fall upon you. Yes? That's what He said in His Word. Do you believe it? All right, so in just a few moments, we're going to begin to say hallelujah. You get to say hallelujah three times. So do I. <laughs> when we say hallelujah, the Spirit of God will begin to move upon you. And the third time, I'm going to lay my hand. Well, you're going to lay your hand upon His head. You're going to say, receive the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Yes? When he says that, you take a step of faith. God's not going to grab your tongue and shake it around. You speak in tongues by his power. So the question is, will you speak with tongues? What, what, what's that? Okay, yeah, okay, yes. You will speak with tongues. You get three hallelujahs. You're going to enter in the presence of God, and his power will fall upon you. He will say, receive the Holy Ghost. When that happens, you take a step of faith and you begin to pray in the Spirit by the power of the Spirit. Don't think for a moment that it's just me. It's you and God because you can't speak in tongues without God. <laughs> Are you ready? Can you see it happening to you? You're going to take this miracle. Raise your hands. Close your eyes. Let's begin to say hallelujah. After three hallelujahs, lay your hand on him and say, receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah with all your heart. Hallelujah with all your might. Hallelujah. 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 Receive the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the Holy Ghost. Yes. 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 That's it. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep doing it. Keep praying in the spirit. Keep praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. Pray in the spirit again. That's right. That's right. Yes.
Okay, put your hands down. Did you speak words you didn't understand? That's the Holy Ghost. We're going to do it one more time. Now here's what we're doing. We're all waiting. But don't wait. You can discern in the Spirit what's happening. He already received the Holy Ghost. We're going to do it one more time. And I want you to flow with Him completely. Are you ready? Let's do it again. Begin to say hallelujah. And then you're not going to say receive the Holy Ghost. You're going to say be refilled with the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Are you ready? Begin to say hallelujah. 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 Jesus' name. Be renewed in the Holy Ghost. That's it. That's it. He's speaking in tongues. Woo! Yes, 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 yes. That's it. That's the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Did he speak words he didn't understand? He said yes. He said yes. Let's clap our hands under God. <laughs> okay. In conclusion, the same way you help someone to receive the Holy Ghost is the same way you can help someone to receive a miracle of healing. That's how simple it is. If they don't get it, Tom will do it again tomorrow. All we're doing is practicing what we believe. Did he get it over here? If you want to help someone get the Holy Ghost, ask somebody around you, have you received the Holy Ghost? If they did not, help them through those three sacrifices. Find somebody to pray with to receive a miracle. Let's give God thanks together. Let's give Him praise. Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to do one final thing. This is what the Lord has instructed me to do. From this place, from this time forward, you look for every opportunity to minister to the sick. You know why? Because the love of God compels you to. And you minister to them and you love them. And you help them like somebody helped you. Don't be ashamed of God. But love people with the love of God. And declare what they can have. We've seen miracle signs and wonders happen all over the streets. What God has given to me in a few moments, I'm going to give to you. In Jesus' name. What God has placed into my spirit, I'm going to loose to you in the name of Jesus Christ. But it is of the highest importance that you minister to other people. Not just on Sunday, tomorrow, the next day, the next day. You're going to look for the opportunity. If you know somebody that's sick... You call them up. Ask them if you can come and minister to them. 
This is the way the revival is going to spread from city to city. This is the way that the fire of the Spirit is going to move from house to house through you. Through you. Say through me. So what do you see God doing in your life and through you? How are you going to partner with God? I want you to raise your hands. Close your eyes. I want you to see it. What is God going to do through you as he partners with you? You and God. What are you and God going to do together? Raise your head up high. You can see it. Can you see it? Lord, open their eyes to see right now in Jesus' name. See it. Can you see people being healed as you lay your hand upon them? Can you see people receiving the Holy Spirit as you help them? You're preparing people. Can you see it? See it in the name of Jesus. Father, by the power of the name of Jesus Christ, what you have given to me in the Holy Ghost, I loose to them in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, what I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Now begin to thank him for it. Thank him. Thank him. What I have, I give to you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Bishop, where are you? Thank you, Bishop, so much. Love you all very, very much. It is an honor to be here today. God bless you. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord because he's a good God. Come on, everybody, clap your hands unto the Lord. I love you. This will not end. We want every week, every, every weekday, every weekend to be full of power.